Welcome to Gain That Tune. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Game That Tune is back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, you know, it's Game That Tune, episode 98. We're having a blast, and we are getting ever closer to our 100th episode, which is... Uh, if it's a mindfuck for me, it's got to be a mindfuck for anybody that actually listens to the show. Seriously, a hundred fucking episodes coming up. Um, you know, We're not going to have anything special planned, right? No, certainly not. Okay, it's cool. not going to be a baffling Excellent. ordeal of an episode at all. It's uh, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a real doozy. But uh, you know, uh, in the meantime, uh, tonight we're going to continue our tradition. Uh, the entire point of this podcast of listening to video game music, trying to guess the games based on the songs, and a little bit of trivia, goofing off, having fun, talking a bunch of shit. And uh, whoever wins at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays a bonus tune. And I do believe I was the winner last week. You know, we've been in this uh, fantastic run of 90s games, and we're in episode 98, so I figured we'd just keep it going, man. It's still the 90s, guys. Uh, you know, we can't, uh, we can't stop now. We're so close to closing out these 90s. So, you know, I think, uh, I think we got some good 90s fun coming up. Um, anybody got a contribution to our pop culture rundown that you know offhand from 1998? You want to toss out there? Hmm? Anybody? The I know of comedy. a game There's that came out in 1998. Oh. oh, really, David? Are you, are you about to spoil your pick for the episode? <laughs> oh, I should probably hold on to that then. Yeah. Yeah. Good thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, 1998. Uh, interesting year for pop culture. Um, you know, big movies. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Armageddon. Uh, a little movie called There's Something About Mary. John, I'm a little disappointed, honestly, that you didn't come in your own hair tonight and have it standing <laughs> straight up for the <laughs> beginning of the show. Like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> like, you got the bangs for it. You should have done it. <laughs> oh, God. I, okay, I'm getting a haircut right now. If you'll excuse me, I'll be back in like an hour. All right. <laughs> Wait, so you only get haircuts based on the, how it would look if you came in it? Like, that's your barometer for haircut. He's like, oh, man, I, I would totally look like, uh, God, I forget that lady's name. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. That In that tune, episode 98, let's make fun of Johnny's bangs. Hey, yeah. I mean, I was going to say would... earlier, I thought he looked pretty dashing, but. Yeah, well, and, and they do, and they look good with some jizz in them uh, standing straight up. I'm just saying, you're the only one here who can pull that off right now. Um, besides, uh, besides John's jizzy bangs. Uh, let's see, Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs. Remember when him and Sammy Sosa were above suspicion for steroids? Oh, man. I sure do. Um, oh, man. What well, else was there? Sosa, Sosa, like, nobody thought Sosa was doing steroids because he looked normal. Mark McGuire, I mean, that man's <laughs> arms were the size of tree trunks. Everybody was kind of questioning that. Yeah, he was a little puffy. Um, I was going to say, Mark McGuire was the puffy white guy in 1998. Now Sammy Sosa's the puffy white guy in 2018. So we've come full circle. Um, if you haven't seen a picture of Sammy Sosa recently, don't look it up. It's disturbing. Looking oh, up now. Does he look more or less like his N64 character? 
uh, less because he has turned himself pink. It's oh, very so strange. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Everybody taking a moment to process that Sammy Sosa has gone from cute Dominican guy to really baffling giant white guy. Oh, yeah. I regret looking that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah looking so, at a picture now, I think he does look more like his N64 model. Yes. Um, moving yeah. on, uh, let's, you know, let's move on to more boy. pleasant stuff involving uh, involving white guys. George Michael arrested in a Beverly Hills, California bathroom for a, uh, you know, quote-unquote lewd act. Was George Michael out before that? I feel like he always was, but I don't know. That was, uh, was one of the earliest gay yeah. scandals that I remember from when I was a kid. And then uh, moving on from a gay scandal to a non-gay scandal... Let's talk about Monica Lewinsky and President Clinton and how that took over all of pop culture for 1998. Remember the time that oh, the president yeah, that getting some head was a really big deal? <laughs> like, man. Oh, I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> those were the days, uh. guys. Those really were the days. <laughs> I like how I like how time has changed in 20 years where before, like, oh, the president may have cheated on his wife with an intern. This is a scandal and we need to impeach him. And I was like, oh yeah, the president fucked a porn star and paid her money to not talk about it. Eh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. um, and next yeah. up on Politics That Tune, we're gonna uh, <laughs> guess which one of us are, which ones of us are liberals. <laughs> Probably all of us. We'll move on from <laughs> that pleasantness to all the celebrity unpleasantness crashing into a tree with celebrity deaths like Sonny Bono. The, uh. like, seriously, the saddest celebrity death that I've done yet in this pop culture rundown, Phil Hartman. Oh, um, man. That's, that's seriously, like, one of the saddest moments of my young life. It's like, wait, you know, <laughs> he was in every, like, great episode of The Simpsons. Like, that, nope, can't process that. I think 20 years later, I still haven't fully processed that. That sucked ass. Anyway. In the uh, bizarre trivia, Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman got married, and who wants to guess how many days that lasted? Eight. Ooh, no. Johnny, you're so close! Six. Nine. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> oh. Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman were married for nine days in the glorious year of 1998. But anyway, um, it's going to be a great show what tonight. A sweet we got, nine days. We got great games, got a great fan request. Lost over a few good movies. Wait, yeah, Jesse, give us the good movie rundown. Uh, we have Akira, for all you weebs out there. <laughs> Fucking Akira. That's pretty, you know, groundbreaking. Uh, Wasn't that the, 1988? Well, it said not. it was a popular movie in 1998. So maybe it was released over here finally. I remember that's the first VHS anime I bought. And I still Hell have yeah. it. Because <laughs> okay. uh, uh, fucking Leonardo does the voice of Kaneda. And that was yes, badass. he does, doesn't he? <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, the Big Lebowski came out that year. All right, I feel terrible for having ignored that. Uh, <laughs> the Water Boy, also and good. The Wedding Singer, good year for Was Sandler. Same year? Oh, and Godzilla. Huh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you know, let's talk about the fantastic movie Godzilla and how it didn't butcher anything. And how the best thing to come out of that was the crossover ad campaign where the Taco Bell dog tried to trap Godzilla. Oh uh, you know, remember the Taco um, Bell dog, guys? That was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, let, let's discuss the 1998 Godzilla, a movie so bad that Toho Studios had to rename the character as Justzilla because the executive said, I quote, the Americans took the god out of the character. <laughs> Take that. Well, like, the Taco Bell dog wants uh, Taco Bell. Yokiero, game that tune. So, Johnny, let's start the music. <laughs> game one. Okay. 
So Rasta, sure, or <laughs> or something. All right, so let's see here. A little uh, trivia slash hint is uh, the Japanese version of this game did not have a story mode save feature. So for this reason, the option to erase story mode save data is absent in the Japanese version.
Wow, John. Wow. This is <laughs> slightly more confusing than last week when uh, you played a song that repeated supersonic racing over and over again. <laughs> um, you know, there's... Uh, I think there were a couple of hints in there. And I think you're trying to th- I think you're trying to throw us off the trail. Mm. Let's see here. Let's uh, see some answers. We've got Yoshi's story, Yoshi's story, Sanford and Son, son story. Uh, that is a hat trick. Yep, this is Yoshi's story for the Nintendo 64, released early 1998. I was going to do a Fred Sanford uh, impression. <laughs> it's the big one, Yoshi. I'm coming to see you. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, as far as I'm willing to take that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Hey, John just left. Oh, good. I'm not going to make fun of my pick. Fine. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't like Sanford and Son. Goodbye. <laughs> so, uh, Yoshi's story is um, a game that I have very minimal uh, time playing. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that David maybe played this a little bit more than I did. Uh, actually, I have a very interesting and amusing anecdote about Yoshi's Story. Oh, good! Um, I, I remember renting this game, I believe from a blockbuster, because that was a thing in the 90s. It sure was. Um, and I had a Game Shark for the N64. And I distinctly remember... Because uh, the the Game Shark was the you had to like plug your cartridge into it, and certain games would like lock out. You had to add, you had to put like a special passcode for certain games. I think because of like the lock on technology or like a chip involved somehow. Anyhow, I rented Yoshi Story and I plugged it in that way, and I was playing the game, and then I had to return it, but I didn't like reset it or I didn't add the code right or something happened where. My Game Shark would not work unless I put Yoshi's Story in to like reset it. So I had a Game Shark and it was basically useless unless I went and rented Yoshi's Story again. That's funny. But all wow. of the stuff that I played in Yoshi's Story did not make me want to rent it again. So... <laughs> I was going to say, Yoshi's Story 1, I don't think... I mean, I'm sure you had a reason for playing with the Game Shark, but I don't think it was difficult to just difficult enough to justify using a Game Shark on it. And then two, certainly wasn't difficult enough to justify a second rental. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a delightful little kids game, but man, this really might have been like the time when Nintendo was most clearly a little kids company. Like this was the cutest little game that ever existed back in the day. <laughs> like, ugh, it's adorable and flowery. And hearts and smile fa- and smiley faces everywhere. <laughs> like, I mean, the it's... entire goal of the game is to eat fruit. Yeah, you know, kids love fruit, so <laughs> makes sense. Well, it's not so much that like kids love fruit, but it's more like we need to make sure the children are eating enough fruit, like food pyramid and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, what about you, man? Did you play Yoshi's Story? Uh, I have a similar story. I, except with the weird game shark stuff. But yeah, I rented this game from Blockbuster Video, and I remember I beat it that day, and I was like, well, that was kind of fun. Um, I still got five more days on this rental. Cool. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Uh, man, I really should have used a coupon or something and gotten another game. <laughs> like, Good thing I didn't hmm. use my Game Shark. I would have beaten it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Well, and see, and I want to say, like, 
Maybe it was something you had to enter like a code into the Game Shark to let it be used with certain games, and I accidentally used the one for Yoshi's Story. Like, something happened where my Game Shark would only read Yoshi's Story, and oh, I was pissed. Really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. Uh. It'd be so yep. funny if you, like, plugged in, like, a good game to it. No offense to Yoshi's Story, but, like, if, you know, you plugged in some other game and it's just read and it's like, please insert Yoshi's Story, like, god damn it. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I think something like that happened, too, because I rented Yoshi's Story once, and then I returned it, and then I tried to use my Game Shark on, like, GoldenEye or fucking Mario 64 or something. It's like, not compatible. What the, What <sighs> do you mean? God, can you imagine if it, you know, if it forced, like, Yoshi's Story uh, assets into whatever game you plugged into it? Because that would actually be an amazing device. Like, suddenly, <laughs> it's like, odd job turns into Yoshi. <laughs> now I'm just imagining playing, like, Perfect Dark, but with a ring of fruit around the screen. <laughs> uh, slappers only, and it's just tongues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, seriously, I, you know, I have, like, almost no experience with Yoshi's story. Like, did, you know, what? it was easy. It had Yoshi's. It was a I fun think you stage in Smash Brothers. It very much was. And I think if you, uh, if you, like, wasn't the only unlockable, like, eventually, like, a black or white Yoshi, like, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot to do in this game. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, know, I remember there was a rumor about, like, an orange Yoshi. But that was disproven. Hmm. There, there were an orange Yoshi and brown Yoshi, I believe, on the box, and they appear like in the <laughs> intro. But that's brown. It. It's like brown M and M's. That's terrible. <laughs> Who wants brown Yoshi? Oh, oh man, do y'all remember tan M and M's? That's the, those I, are the ones yeah. I'm thinking of. The light brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um. All right, so Johnny, give us your Yoshi story rundown. Yeah. What What made you choose Yoshi story? Yeah. I chose well, I chose it because it came out in 1998, and we hadn't used it on the <laughs> show yet. It's uh-huh. a I did play it. I remember writing it a bunch, and you know, thoroughly enjoying it. And I tried to sit down and play it again. And it's one of those games that like does not work well on emulators. Like you can really only play it on the original hardware, as far as I can tell, because um, hmm. it used some kind of like next level Nintendo 64 like microcode graphics thing or something like that. Awesome. Yeah, it's up there with, yeah. like, Factor 5 in terms of, like, just using the <laughs> weird, like, undocumented shit. Now, that's really funny, because oh. the thing I don't think about Yoshi's Story being is, like, a fucking graphical powerhouse. Yeah. Like, Let's say, like, at all. Of all the games to put your, like, technical code behind Yoshi's Story. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Um, well, yeah, sweet, actually- now, that we're all, now that we're all present, and I assume John's soundboard is working, John can admit that he has nothing to say about this game. <laughs> Game 2.
awesome. So, trivia on this game. Uh, the Japanese version of the game features a vocal track called Give It To Me, which was made instrumental for the game's American release, most likely due to sexually explicit lyrics. You want to talk about sexually explicit lyrics? Uh, you know, I was with it when it said push it in. Then it said push it out. So it's either about having a baby or taking a dump. And I'm, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, wouldn't it be push it in, pull it out? Yeah, if it had said pull it out, then it would have been like, okay, Nintendo really overlooked this. <laughs> like, well, unless <laughs> someone with really strong kegels. Yes, that, oh. <laughs> I push it in, and she pushes it out. Jesus Christ. Alright. Johnny, Jesus let's Christ. have an answer, my man. I forgot to buy index cards again. Still? You sure geez. did. <laughs> it's a 1080 snowboarding hat trick. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, man, I miss giving a shit about extreme sports. Like, you know. 1080 was fucking dope, and the 90s were so, like, X Games and dope, and I feel like they just went too, like, too mainstream Mountain Dew in the 2000s, and just lost my interest, like, but, man, when this game came out, I was all fucking about it. What about you guys? You play, uh, play a good amount of 1080? Oh, Before yeah. we go into that, I feel like, John, you're being a real hipster about extreme sports, which I didn't think was possible. But you literally yeah, just said it, it went too mainstream. It did! <laughs> it fucking did! Like, you know, it had, like it really developed its own culture that I decided I didn't like in the last <laughs> 18 to 20 years. And, you know, I'm not watching the Olympics right now. It's in the fucking Olympics. Snowboarding. Say, is, that, is that your litmus you know, for when it's too mainstream is once it appears in the Olympics, like, you're at, you're done? <laughs> pretty much, man. You know, man, I was all I was about... into curling before all these other posers. Yeah, exactly. My great-great-great Scottish-ass grandfather invented curling, thank you very much, and I never wanted to see it in the Olympics. So, <laughs> completely, you know, what the fuck, man. Completely random side note. Every single time I pull up my little TV guide recently... CNBC is showing curling and nothing but curling all the time. Like, I think the C stands for curling. 
<laughs> you should fucking be watching it, John. Uh, <laughs> curling's fucking amazing. I didn't so say about watching it. I'm just saying that CNBC is curling on NBC at the, right now. <laughs> yeah, the Curling National Broadcast Company. It makes sense. Like, <laughs> just talking about, like, hipster curling, I'm imagining all these, like, underground curling leagues Dude. that, you know, don't want to be too mainstream. That'd be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, you know, they've got like that, you know, the, the shuffleboard games and bars. Why not just, you know, like step it up, <laughs> freeze the floor. Boards. Yeah, no, no, fuck it. Make it a full size thing. Freeze the fucking floor, get some 42 pound granite stones. And, you know, like we're going out for a couple of beers and we're going to curl a few rounds. Like, come on, man. Patreon <laughs> like, goal. Sounds like a fucking great night. You know, open a fucking pop-up curling bar. Like, I mean, that'd be a that, fucking hit. That <laughs> like, honestly, does sound that sounds way better than darts. Like, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> and not dangerous at all. <laughs> yeah, nothing dangerous about sliding around on the ice, sweeping things, fucking throwing forty-two pound granite rocks. You know, so you give drunk people really pointless good. sticks that you throw at a wall. Is that any more dangerous than giving drunk people 42 pound granite stones with handles? Yeah, exactly. If you really want to bludgeon somebody with a curling stone, you know, good luck to you. You really got to earn it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a fucking ordeal to lift that thing and swing it. So why don't you just play the game the way it's meant to be played? And, you know, everybody will have a good night of drunken curling. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, they uh, let people bowl while they're drunk, so why not curling? Yes, exactly. You know, but anyway, 1080 snowboarding is not a curling game. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's kind of a snowboarding game. Um, no, it's uh, it's fun, man. It's it's uh, it's like a it's a good racing game. I, you know, I liked it. It was a nice uh, nice like mix up to like the Mario Kart Diddy Kong racing stuff. Like, you know, let's pop in some fucking 1080, and it's like, you know, wait a minute, why would I do tricks if I'm trying to race? Like. You know, I'm gonna go down the hill as fast as possible. I'm gonna fucking, you know, pick my man Dion Blaster and, uh, you know, go as fast as possible down this hill. I got my penguin board and, uh, you know, fuck doing these tricks. Like, um. I like grinds and every stuff. Yeah, grinds are cool. Who's everybody's favorite character in 1080 Snowboarding? That is also a challenge to name a character from 1080 Snowboarding, and I already took Dion Blaster. Waiting. <laughs> uh -oh. Um, I was a big fan of Shinobin. God damn it, John! That's not a thing. <laughs> that's from Star Wars oh. Kids. <laughs> so, um, here here is my sad confession: I never played 1080 snowboarding. David, you were the most extreme sports kid I ever knew back in 1998. I can't believe you didn't have this. Yeah, man, you're, you're drinking like a goddamn rug. Uh, what? You spend too much time at the skate park or something? And, you know, <laughs> you just didn't get home in time to play 1080 snowboarding. This, this is a shock to me. Like, he was, <laughs> good he was lord, too busy hanging ten off the Lano Beach. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. See, that was the problem. You know, Florida kid. I was all about that. You know, Tony Hawk's grinding Ollie. salt life. Half pipe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, one thing, Mc, McTwist and shit. <laughs> when I think of David, the first thing I think of is Airwalk shoes, Mountain Dew, uh, those little Jinkos. inserts you would put onto your shoes so you could casually grind down rails with your shoes on. Uh, yep. Those things. Oh, uh, yeah. BMX, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, motocross. David was oh, all about I some was, motocross. I was so into BMX, man. I can't yeah. even tell you. Yep. One time, David and I built a half pipe in our backyard. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I 
really I believe hope you. that like every single listener is going, are they joking right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, okay, but since nobody can name anybody else in 10A snowboarding, uh, the correct Wasn't answer there for a, a woman in like a purple jumpsuit? Or was uh, that Snowboard Kids? Uh, that's probably Snowboard Kids. The oh. woman, I believe, was Akari Hayami. Um, the you know main Japanese guy was Kinsuke Kimachi. He's like the Mario of the game. Uh, then you got the Canadian and the American. I can't remember which is which. Rob Haywood and Ricky Winterborn, which is a fantastic snowboarder name. Um, and you could unlock uh, an Iceman who is not tied in to X-Men. It's just a man made of ice. I don't think they can legally call him Iceman. Uh, you could unlock a gold man who is not Jewish. I think he's just a man made of gold. And you could unlock oh. a fucking panda. <laughs> like, there, was, there was a panda. You could play as a panda riding a penguin for a snowboard. Ooh. And I don't believe PETA ever gave a fuck about this game. It was a different time, people. Like, people could take a joke back then. But, uh... Yeah, You'd this think game. That if it was a snowboarding game, it would have been a polar bear. Nope, panda. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like Nintendo ever made a game featuring a notably cool polar bear. No, no way. There's no way they could make a polar bear have a cameo in this game. <laughs> they were trying to break, you know, oh, social stereotypes. Obviously. Yes, pandas can also snowboard. On you penguins. Know, they're, they're trying to get some mainstream acceptance for snowboarding pandas. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we ever got there. I mean, you know, Tekken kind of beat them to the panda thing anyway. But, you know, there was no snowboarding in Tekken, so I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's, it's something. You know, I guess pandas, you know, there's no, like, Chinese representation in in 1080 snowboarding, so that's the panda. Like, that's, that's their appeal to China. Like, See, know. I'm just imagining if Tekken had a snowboarding minigame. Yeah. Tekken board would be pretty fucking dope, man. <laughs> Worked for Final Fantasy. Did it? I mean, Did that happen? There was a snowboarding minigame in Final Fantasy VII. Shit. I, I don't remember know. that at all. I don't want to confess to not knowing that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that I mean, minigame's badass, too, because you, like... <laughs> snowboard and like uh it's really cool uh, it's your cloud and it's it's pretty neat. i like i like that i like all of that snowboarding on a cloud um mortal yeah. kombat had like a kart racing mini game so Fuck hell yeah, yeah tekken can get a uh, snowboarding mini game motor combat is fucking awesome <laughs> well what <laughs> it's so stupid but it's so good it's so it's my first time hearing I mean, about in this. fairness tekken had tekken bowling which is fucking cool too like <laughs> wait what tekken you don't know about tekken bowl <laughs> No. Oh, dude, <laughs> you really got to play more Tekken. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so uh, 1080 was cool. You know, it was a cool downhill snowboarding racing game. You know, it. Uh, you know, I remember the tricks were an elaborate, baffling ordeal to try and pull off. It was, you know, like to actually pull off a 1080 in this game was a pain in the ass. Um, you know, but yeah, it was good. You know, it was Nintendo's uh, first party attempt at making an extreme sports game. I guess to maybe follow up, you know, fucking, uh, what's the one? Wave Race. Wave Race. And I, you know, I think we covered this last time whenever we talked about Wave Race, which was 92 episodes ago or whatever. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I think that Nintendo was onto something here. They should There should be a Nintendo extreme sports universe going on. And, you know, they've gotten away from that. And I think it's a damn shame. Because I don't like current 
extreme sports culture, but I would like Nintendo's version of extreme sports culture, I think. <laughs> like, I would be very accepting of that. So, Have you played Splatoon? I have. You know, okay, because I've enjoyed it. Much, like what you're asking for. So throw some fucking snowboards in there. How hard is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes sense to me. You know, like ugh, God, 1080 splatboarding would be pretty fucking fun. Actually, um, I, if they do like bring back 1080 snowboarding or wave race or whatever, they should add the Inklings as an unlockable character. Oh, they absolutely should. They should make a rainbow-colored fucking mountain and have Inklings, you know, snowboarding all over it. I would, uh, I would definitely play that. But anyway, um, 1080 is pretty awesome. The soundtrack is largely annoying J-pop, but uh, there's also a couple of good rock tracks on there. And uh, yeah, man, you know. Fuck snowboarding nowadays, but man, in 1998, <laughs> I could not get enough. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, all this Sean White Olympic shit. No, take it and just, you know, leave it in Korea. I want to play 1080 snowboarding. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. This episode is so political, it's great. I'm, what I'm just saying, I, ain't got, you know, it's, I don't even think it's a hot take to not be into extreme sports anymore. You know, I feel like that's some, a lot of guys my age. Yeah, this came and went. But my a new 1080 is, would be pretty choice. <laughs> my mind is blown at the whole, like, fuck Olympians and all their accomplishments. I just want to play video games. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. Like, That's man. been uh, my attitude for most of my life. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, fuck yeah. 1080, you know, thumbs up. Uh, actual sports, thumbs down. Burn. Johnny, let's do it. <laughs> Game 3. Fuck human achievement.
Sweet. So, um, trivia for this game. Uh, during development, originally, the main character was going to be green. However, this caused problems as they kept blending in with the majority of the environments. So the developers changed the color of the main character to a bright purple. like to briefly mention this is our fan request for the evening so who's got some answers oh man got this one oh man we oh, damn it John we are on a hat trick roll John Regan says Spyro Jesse Moore says Spyro the Dragon and John Harrington says Grape Ape Escape by which I assume he means Spyro the Dragon uh, wait what? 
Okay, one, I don't know if that should count. Two, I love hearing <laughs> Damn It John and it be not about me. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'd like to don't... briefly just peek into your like mindset of Damn It John's like, I, I wrote a serious answer <laughs> yeah. this time, and I think I got it right. Yeah. What are you yelling at me for? <laughs> I mean, it was a purple character. That last song sounded pretty jungly. And, you know, after my first answer of Sanford and Son's story, I figured I'd stick with the 70s, go into cartoons, Great Ape Escape. It makes sense. You know, I thought I, I thought I was on the right track there, but I don't know. You know. Although, um, interesting that you think that last song had a jungle vibe, because uh, that was Ice Cavern from Spider hmm. the Dragon. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Shows what I know. Um, so, Spyro. He's pretty cool. Um... Has anybody uh, anybody played much of this? This is this like remained a series outside the PlayStation One, right? Oh yeah, Spyro continued on um, until the the only time that the Spyro series kind of like lost its way was Spyro is what started Skylanders. Oh um, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they they were like, okay, we've got this really cool like toys to life thing. We should attach a series to it. Hey, Spyro, we'll attach that to it. And then once the other figures caught on and took off, nobody <laughs> cared that Spyro was involved with it anymore. And they pretty much stopped making Spyro games. Okay, Although yeah, I thought I, um, I thought I misremembered that. <laughs> they they do have a like an HD re-release collection coming out soon. Ooh. After they did the Crash Bandicoot um, like collection, they're they're doing Spyro. Awesome. Yeah, good. And then we can finally get Ty the Tasmanian Tiger HD remake. Um, and then we can work on, I'm trying to think of the other, like, PlayStation era, you know, Animal League uh, games. Yeah, oh, Croc. And That's then, the did shit. You, did you say Gex? Uh, no, but, you know, it's time for the return of Gex, quite frankly. Let's have Gex. Been, like, genuinely, unironically pumped for a reboot of Gex. You know Dana Gould would be into it, man. <laughs> He's not doing anything else, is he? No shit. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Bring back 90s animal games. You know, Does and... Banjo-Kazooie count? It's two animals. If they could just give, sure. him, give him back. You know, give them back to Rare and give Rare back to Nintendo. I mean, you know, when was that last Banjo-Kazooie thing? Nuts and bolts or whatever? Fuck that noise. Like... Yeah. You know, you're forcing all these guys to go off and form their own company and make ukulele, like, you know, no, just let them make another Banjo-Kazooie. Like, come on. Let I Nintendo do it. the next Smash it. Brothers. Yes. You know, Banjo and Kazooie in the next Smash Brothers. But no, hand off Banjo-Kazooie to the Super Mario Odyssey team. And uh, let them just go nuts on that. You know, think about it. You know, Banjo-Kazooie. Uh... You know, I'd play it. So, but anyway, Spyro. <laughs> Spyro's um, cool. <laughs> I have a really sad thing to share with you. I just realized that ukulele sounds like the name of the instrument, ukulele. I never God noticed that until just now. Uh, but, hey, you like Banjo Kazooie? Wacky. It, well, that's two different yeah. instruments, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think. But right? they're musical instruments. <laughs> yeah, but like, this is one instrument. To me, it's way different. 
Um, oh, totally. Yeah, my bad. Brother. It would have been totally wow. different if ukulele was called like drum and bassy, or fucking cymbals and cello. No, we're not doing that. We're just gonna make it a fucking one instrument. Yeah. Um, and so we're when I make get it a pet bat, I'm gonna name it cello. You should. <laughs> yeah. Now, in what uh, Spyro yeah, games? Chameleon named symbols. Wh- which which Spyro games are voiced by Elijah Wood? Because I know he was the voice of Spyro at some point, right? He was. Oh yes, yeah, um, Spyro's got a hell mistaken, of a voice actor pedigree. <laughs> he was the voice in the first three. Wow, did not. Know I know that. he was in the first one. Um, I believe in the second one they might have replaced him in the third, and I'm trying to remember who they replaced him with. Hmm. But I feel like at some point he came back. And it was a big oh. deal because, hey, like, we got Elijah Wood back. Uh, David, you really should uh, take a look at the voice actor trivia for Spyro. So, initially, Spyro's voice actor was Carlos Alazraki. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> he was replaced after the first game with Tom Kenny. That's right, SpongeBob himself. Um, after that, he was Jess Harnell, who was Wacko. Um... And then it was Elijah Wood, and then Josh Keaton, Matthew Mercer, Justin Long, and Jason Ritter. So Spyro's had a lot of fairly noteworthy uh, voice actors. <laughs> so, wait, hold up, Josh Keaton? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you know who that is. I don't know it just by name. I know the name, but I can't name another character that he does. I feel like he's Spider-Man or something. Yeah, he's Spider-Man, or he okay, was good. Spider-Man for a period. Yeah, good. So, yeah, Spyro's had a lot of good voices, and, um, you know, I'm assuming since they got all those voice actors to play him, there was probably money and, like, a crowd for these games, but, yeah, again, I, I'd kind of forgotten that Spyro remained a series outside of the, like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, like, um... See, Spyro is, like... When I was a kid, I, I had a Nintendo 64, and I loved it, and I adored it, and fuck the PlayStation, you know, hot take from 1998. Uh, <laughs> but there was the one thing that, like, made me interested about the PlayStation was I didn't care about Final Fantasy VII, I didn't care about Metal Gear Solid, but the Spyro games looked like a ton of fun, because yep. it seemed like Mario 64, but you're a dragon. Yes. And that sounded <laughs> badass. Yeah, that was uh, that was the PlayStation Edge right there. Like, you know what's cool? Italians. You know what's cooler than Italians? Dragons. Like, yeah. You know. like, uh, Sony had a was on a bunch of like themed worlds to explore and collect stuff uh, from and fight enemies, but you could breathe fire on them. Yeah, that's yeah. significantly better. Yes, it is. And I, yeah, I never played the original Spyro, but. You know, could you fly at will, or uh, you know, was he uh, was he a drowned uh, ground-based dragon? I'm pretty sure you could fly. I don't know if it was like completely free roaming, or if it was more like you kind of hovered to make platforming easier. But I'm almost positive you could fly. Awesome. You know, good. You know, well, I, I guess that makes sense because he eventually birthed the Skylanders, and it's kind of in the title, so you know, makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. The apparently, cool games. the the chat is cluing us in that you could glide in the games, uh, similar to Breath of the Wild. So. Oh, okay. Good. You know, that sounds uh, slightly actually more appealing than uh, Mario 64's uh, flight mechanic of you know, go up and then inevitably start coming down and not really go anywhere. <laughs> like, 
Why couldn't you actually glide with that wing cap? Why was it all just like, <laughs> you know, like parabolic flight? But, I don't know. You know, I just love flying in those 90s, uh, 90s 3D games, no matter what they were. They were, uh, they were a lot of fun. And uh, well, it's cool they're making the like, HD collection. How, how I want to play show that. people that, like, we have a 3D environment to go through? It's like, <laughs> what if you could, like, fly? Like, what if you could maneuver around X, Y, and Z axis? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you know, just wait till they get that fourth dimension in there. It's really going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> you know. Um, Spyro the Dragon and the TARDIS of Magic. Yeah. Oh, God. It's time for him to come back, man. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think what you're describing is you just do a bunch of drugs and then you play Spyro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah, or you I just bet. do a bunch of drugs and play Mario 64 and you believe that he becomes a purple dragon? Yes, you change the colors on the TV to get Luigi, but he turns purple, so it's kind of like, you know, Super Waluigi 64, and you're just too <laughs> high to give a fuck, so, you know, it's good, man. It's Which, real I remember, um, going back to my Game Shark Yoshi story, story from earlier... I remember being so pissed because there was a Game Shark code that let you play as Luigi in Mario 64, but all it did was tint the colors green, so yeah. it kind <laughs> of looked like you were Luigi. It was bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, John or Jesse, you guys got Spyro stories or uh, you know? I do well, have we a, all just uh, a Spyro uh, toy from the Skylander series. Tight. So, I did play yeah. the first one. I thought it was pretty cool. But, um, It'd be pretty great if that somehow was an amiibo that eventually unlocks Spyro in like some Nintendo games, you know? Because you know, if if Sony's just gonna not use them anymore, Nintendo can you know bring them over, man. Spyro's a pretty Nintendo character as it is, so Purple Dragon, was, a lot of fun. Was Spyro in the PlayStation All Stars Battle game? Because I don't think Ooh. he was. He better have been. That sounds like that a very a glaring oversight. That game was a missed opportunity in a number of ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, but. but I mean, like, if Donkey Kong and Bowser can be like Skylanders and Amiibos, they should have you know Spyro pop up as an Amiibo. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, just you know Spyro in like a fancy car or whatever, like they gave Donkey Kong or you know whatever that was. I don't know. Just get get some Nintendo uh, Spyro crossovers. But anyway, um, awesome game. And uh, uh, yeah, awesome like I said, I'm looking forward to that thanks. HD collection. <laughs> no, it's just. Wait, what? I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to that HD collection because I've never actually played Spyro, and I will play that. Like, you know, yeah, I like, like I like 90s platforming, and I like it being revived. I will support that. <laughs> um, yes. Sorry, I, I completely did not hear what you had said, so it was like, no, I'm going to talk about, you know, the person and <laughs> thank the person. Wait, shit, he's talking. What did he say? Don't thank um, anybody yet. I'm not done. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did want to thank, uh, this was our fan request from at Dire Honchcrow on Twitter. Uh, frequent requester, thanks for the awesome suggestion. Yes. Sorry that we never play the games that you request, but, uh, you know, I, we'll, uh, we'll work on that. We'll, uh, we'll go back in time and rectify these situations. So, Johnny, like get on the time machine back to 98, and uh, let's all play some Spyro. Done and done. Thank you. Game three. Yep. Game yep. four. <laughs> Thank you.
Awesome. Alright guys, listen up. Because Luca from the game Chrono Trigger makes a cameo appearance in this game. Ooh. And also, there is a poster of Tifa from Final Fantasy VII inside somebody's house in this game. <laughs> guys you hmm. have uh you ready to show me what you got yes. oh yeah all right oh yeah let's see we got uh <laughs> okay i'll read yours last chrono cross johnny is incorrect uh john's he just listed every game that came out in 1998 uh, yeah. brave fencer musashi sukaden xenogears parasite eve I'll give you a hit. One of those is right. And it's oh, what thank uh, God. David says was Xenogears. <laughs> that was a brilliant answer, John. I, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I could probably just Google 1998 RPGs and get a pretty good clue. And then it's like, oh, shit, man. Like, Square was busy in 1998. They published oh, yeah. some I was shit. <laughs> that this was going to be Panzer Dragoon Saga. And then mm. you were talking about Luca and Tifa. I was like, shit, that's Square. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that just narrows it down to Brave Fencer Musashi or Xenogears or Parasite Eve, which is an RPG, but it is a Squaresoft game. And it's like, because I was convinced it was going to be Suikoden in 2. <laughs> it's just like, oh shit. I appreciate uh, that totally David uh, believes that I have the $450 to cough up to play Panzer Dragoon Saga. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's been well established that we all have four Sega Saturns. That's true, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Well played. Uh, so this is Xenogears, then. <laughs> yes. Um, Sweet. It's so. Have any of you guys played Xenogears? <laughs> I have not. Of course not. <laughs> I played. I okay. briefly played Xenosaga. Is that related? Uh, kinda, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Is, Fine. Is Xenogears the one with Cosmos? Cosmos? That's Xenosaga. Okay, never mind. I'm out. So, yeah. <laughs> and good day. <laughs> so this this game is a, a little problematic for me because, like, like it's great, but I don't know if it holds up because, like, the first disc was great, and then the second <laughs> disc is like, hey, we ran out of time, so we're just going <laughs> to throw a bunch of this stuff, like... It's a lot of reading, a lot of cutscenes, a mm. lot of like. There's an actual cutscene where it just shows you clips of your characters going through a dungeon, and then you fight a boss. Like you don't get to actually go in the dungeon. It's this lady in a rocking chair t with like this uh, piece of a clock going back and forth in the background. No, it's a pendant. That's right. It's this pendant going back and forth in the background while she's telling the story of what you guys did in this dungeon. And Jesus. Then there's a boss fight, and it's like, you don't actually get to do this. And so it's like really weird pacing, because like the first disc, it plays like a dream. Like, you know, you go to town, there's an overworld, you're fighting stuff. Oh, there's a cutscene, going and doing some stuff, quests and side quests. Oh, okay, here's a cutscene. You know, normal RPG stuff. While yeah. this one is like, you know... Like a Hideo Kojima wet dream, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do a movie? Like, just throw a DVD in there with the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, hmm. One thing, like, the battle system is really great, especially whenever you're not in your giant robot, which you'd think would be the other way around. I oh, always yeah. prefer the ground combat, because, like, you get into these really cool combos. They're called death blows. And so as you level up your skills, so, like... Whenever you're in combat, like, it's not just fight and then you go and punch something, you know. You, you hit attack and then you have, uh, like, action points. And so you can do, like, a triangles, like a weak attack, a squares, a medium attack, and the next is a strong attack. And so, like, you can do, like, you know, three quick, uh, quick attacks with triangle. And so then as you put them, punch them in, your character runs up and punches and punches and punches. And it looks yeah. like a cool fighting game type thing. Like, yeah. it's, like, the animation is sweet, the moves are all really badass, like, like all the characters have cool death blows, like, there's this one dude who has these whips, and so he uses all the whips and slaps them up in the air and stuff, and there's, like, a, like dudes with guns and stuff, there's, like, a dude with a katana blade, like, it's a really cool fighting system, and then, uh, whenever you get in your gears, 
it's a little different too because like your your gears can like run out of fuel and stuff so you gotta watch out for that and the music is pretty good uh like the dude who did the music did the music for like Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. I was gonna say I saw the composer, you know, Yasunori Mitsuda. Uh, that guy was, uh, you know, he's kind of prolific. You know, Chrono yeah, Trigger, good. Chrono Cross, a little game called Mario Party. Hello. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Bomberman '64, the second attack. You know, come on, man, he's just iconic. But uh, no, he actually is like <laughs> he's like Square's guy for the late '90s. Uh, David, you'll appreciate it. He did a couple of tracks on Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I appreciate him for Mario Party, obviously. <laughs> he composed that great cake theme, but you know, also Kid Icarus Uprising. So, uh, you know, Mitsuda-san, you're uh, pretty fucking great. But yeah, so Dire Crow was asking in the, in the chat. So, is the combat turn-based or real-time? Or I think from what you're saying, is it kind of that like? Xeno signature mix of like button inputs, but it is kind of turn based. Like, like so, okay. Yeah. So your character gets a turn, and then hmm. you have so many action points that you can okay, use yeah. to attack with. And so you could just burn them all with two strong attacks. Or right. you could do like three weak attacks and whatnot. There it um, is. Because, yeah, I remember playing Xeno Saga and not getting the full flick on that uh, system, and it was uh, kind of frustrating. Like, gorgeous game. You know, it seems really cool. I don't quite get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's kind of continued on in these Xeno games, because, like, Xenoblade Chronicles, and apparently even now Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they've got kind of confusing combat flow. With, like, oh, really? you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, input chains, and then things have to, like, recharge, and you gotta, you gotta dodge, and it's just, it's like an elaborate, almost like rhythm game to play these fucking games now. I mean... You know, they seem cool, and you know, I love RPG-ish games that are anime as shit, but uh, some of them are, uh, I, you know, they've lost me just a little bit, but I wish I had played this back in the day. You know, my my uh, PlayStation non-owning regret has really been kicking in these last few episodes. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, remember all these iconic-ass games that weren't on the Nintendo 64? Yeah, well, I never went back and revisited those. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked out, because... Uh, my friend Anthony, he had a PlayStation, and I had it end in '64. So, like, basically, you know, for the first two years of the N64's life, I played the hell out of it. And yeah. so then, like, after that, it was like, hey, you want to swap systems for a while? And so <laughs> I gave him my N64 and all my games, and he gave me his PlayStation and all his games. And nice. so, like, I got to catch up on all the cool PlayStation stuff, and he got to catch up on all the N64 stuff. Just imagine you guys like swapping systems. It's like, yeah, man, I got you the uh, here's the PlayStation. I got Xenogears. I got Chrono Cross. Yeah, you know, what do you got? Oh, I've got the Nintendo 64. I've got Quest 64. I've got Space Station Silicon Valley, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like NBA Hang Time. Like, <sighs> seriously, <laughs> like this is oh, man, uh, doesn't seem it. fair. <laughs> to be fair, Silicon uh, Valley is pretty fun. Space Station Silicon Valley is actually pretty dope. <laughs> But uh, weird and uh, difficult to, uh, at the time, confusing <laughs> and difficult to, uh, you know, get into. But, um, yeah, man, Xenogear's cool. Glad the Xeno series is still going. Uh, shout out to Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Switch exclusive that I still haven't played. Gotta get on that. Is it all part of the same series? Or is it, like, spiritual successor? Or is it... I think the series is pretty loose. Like, okay. you know, the Wikipedia page says, you know, <laughs> series, Xeno. <laughs> and it's like, 
Okay, do these actually have anything to do with each other besides those four letters? And I don't know that they do. Like, besides the general spirit of the games <laughs> and the, the letters X, E, N, O. Like, you know, it's one of those series that uh tough to get into if you've been uh, just not playing yeah. it for the last 20 years. Like, hmm, how accessible is this going to be? Oh, crap. But, yeah, I don't know. It's dope. Dope tunes. You know, great soundtrack, man. You know, oh, great, yeah. uh, really good great music. We gotta get some more Mitsuda on the uh, on the podcast. We gotta get that guy as a guest. You know, <laughs> our buddy Mitty. Johnny, um, line that up. Okay. Yeah, offer him some of that Patreon money. See if Mitsuda will come and you know hang out with us and maybe do a couple episodes. Can we get him for our hundredth? Can we make it a Mitsuda oh spectacular? God. Well, God. I mean, we could, but that'll definitely cut into our one-on-one time or four-on-one time with Shiggy. <laughs> oh, man. Shiggy's gonna need a little break from our four-on-one time, so maybe we can still work on that. Um, <laughs> Damn it, I wasn't trying so hard to not go there. In the meantime, uh, Johnny, let's let's keep it going, man. Game five.
So, trivia for this game. There are a total of eight characters to choose from the beginning, with an additional nine hidden characters that can be unlocked. The main character is an iguana, which is a reference to the mascot for the company that developed the game. got some answers all right here we go <laughs> damn it john oh, just, all right God so it. john harrington says iggy's racing balls or something um we'll have to check back with the judges jesse says iggy's wrecking balls which is correct and john regan says what is the Matrix? <laughs> Forgetting that we're not on Jeopardy. Uh, Jesse is definitely correct. Do we want to give a point to John Harrington? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am the judges, motherfucker. <laughs> so this is. I remember Iggy's what the game kind of was. <laughs> Nintendo 64. Yeah, it's there's a there's a face. It's I, you know I remember the box. There's a ball. That looks like an iguana, and he's smiling like an idiot. And you, you know those ones where it was always checked out at Blockbuster, and you never got a chance to rent it? This wasn't that. I just wasn't interested in renting it. Like, this was always available. <laughs> this is an interesting game. Um, I never owned it. I definitely rented it a couple of times. It's fun. Um... <laughs> 
Yes, Jesse is holding up a magazine that has a preview of Iggy's Wrecking Balls. Nice. Look at them balls. The, there are the eight <laughs> characters, the eight initial characters. Yeah, um, Jesse, give us those names. There is Iggy, uh, Cutie, Chatter, Amanda, Rob, <laughs> Ert, he's the robot, oh. uh, Gnarly, Charlie, and Sunny. <laughs> of course. Uh, and all their last name is Ball. Yeah, yeah clearly. Yeah. Um, uh. And then there are several unlockable characters. I know at one point you can unlock a character. I think his name is Vase, who is an Elvis impersonator. Nice. Um, In ball form. It's yeah, it's kind of a weird game because it's it's basically a racing game, but all of the tracks are just like giant circular towers because it's one of those like. 2.5D type games. So your your whole goal is to get to the top of this tower by going around these like huge circular spiraling tracks. Um, but it's also kind of a weird like combat game because every character can stretch out like a little grapple thing. Like for Iggy, he uses like his tail um, and all that. So that's how you get from level to level. You have to like jump up and grapple your way up, and Iggy's you can use that to balls. grab the other characters and throw them. Um, so on paper, it sounds like a really fun, like, party game. The problem is the controls are really spotty. Like, if I'm... It's been a while since I played it, but if I remember, like, the control stick controls your movement and your grapple. So... If you're, like, moving towards the right and you try to grab something to the left, you have to, like, jerk the control stick, and it it takes a long time to get used to. Um... But it's, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like you have to get good at the game to really like get into it and enjoy it. But huh. if you bring over a bunch of friends to all play it, nobody's going to be good at the game initially. So it just turns into a clusterfuck. Okay. But can it, can it be a fun clusterfuck? That's the question. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, or... if, if, you, if you have a bunch of friends who have played it before and know what they're doing, yeah, this game gets pretty cool. Gotcha. Yeah, my, my phrase that I've been using repeatedly tonight has been baffling ordeal, and I feel like if you bring a bunch of friends over who don't know how to play this, this game would quickly become a baffling ordeal. Like, I'm looking at like pictures it's... of it, and it's like, oh god, how, how, how anything? <laughs> I, I kind of feel like the best way to describe it, it, like, in the sense of, like, having a bunch of friends over to play Iggy's Wrecking Balls and, like, trying to set it up and explain it, like, hey, we'll, we'll all play through it together. It would be like playing Mario Party, but skipping through all of the instructions. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's just like, you can have fun, but nobody's really sure what's going on. Yeah. Sweet. I'm looking at pictures, it looks like utter nonsense. I just, you know, I can't make heads and tails of anything that I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird game. And especially, like, in the later levels, because there's... If I remember, I think there's ten worlds with ten tracks each. And, like, in the later ones, it becomes, like, precision platforming, where you Ugh. have to, like, jump and grapple at just the right moment to get onto the next level, and if you don't hit that shit just right, you're not climbing that tower, <laughs> and the controls are really spotty. Yeah. I'm not sure if this looks fun. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I really don't know what I'm looking at here. I'm watching a video I can't video imagine of it. how this translates to multiplayer. I can't imagine how this works at all. Like, oh, man. 
I'm watching a, vi I'm watching a video, and I don't know if the guy who made this video is really good, but he's beating every level in like five seconds. Like, this, this doesn't look very good. He's mastered the wrecking balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like they, you never should make a Nintendo 64 game based around a ball shape. Because it just wasn't that good at making round shapes. Like, this can't look good on a modern TV at all. <laughs> like, well, I mean, to be fair, it didn't look good on a CRTV in 1998. So, that's what I'm saying. These are some jagged little balls nowadays, I bet. These must look terrible. Oh, man. That would have been a good tie-in. Alanis Morissette's wrecking jagged little balls. You know. <laughs> all right, Johnny, that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> hey, Alanis, Alanis Morissette or jagged little balls? Alanis <laughs> Morissette Because didn't he sing okay. an Alanis Morissette song So he Probably. could sing an Iggy's version <laughs> Oh yeah John did do that to us on an episode I remember Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus um, Yeah No, this. Uh, I'm surprised this didn't go places And start a long running series Of face ball games For acclaim you know, We've really been you know, there's been, I realize now We played a lot of acclaim games Back in the day I think that was a Nintendo 64 owner's thing In like 1998 Like acclaim was pumping out some stuff And uh Man Hey <sighs> Yeah This is uh I'm, I'm flummoxed <laughs> I just don't so you appear utterly flabbergasted. Yeah, I'm just gobsmacked by the whole thing. Like, he's a ball, but he's also a face. I don't get it. Like, well, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm about to blow your mind, but there is the character, I believe, Chopper, who is a ball, but just a mouth. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Let's just, let's lose the face. But I like those teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get Basically. the Rolling Stones to sign off on this? Like, it's just like, hey, you know those chattering teeth toys? What if that, but a ball? Nice. So a yeah. mad ball. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Why isn't this the Mad Balls game? Why is it Iggy's Wrecking Balls? Like, that's such a good tie-in. Ugh. Just I miss Mad Balls. I'm disappointed that none of them are actually wrecking balls. Like none of them are wrecking balls on a chain. Like they're just balls. Yeah, what is where's the wrecking come into it? <laughs> well, because you like grab other players and toss them around, so uh, you're wrecking your opponents. Okay, and I guess you do grapple, so at some point you swing like a wrecking ball. I don't know, I mean, man. Really, this is the game that was begging for a chain chomp cameo. Yes. Ooh, that's you know. damn. Yeah, but I feel like if I if I rented this, I mean, based on appearance, I probably wouldn't rent it because it looks like fucking confusing as shit. But like, if I rented a game called Wrecking Balls, I'd be on like a blast core high, and I'd want a game where you're just fucking demolishing shit, and then you get a weird ball combat racing game, and I, you know, I get the feeling I'd be really fucking upset about it. <laughs> so, I I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, this. Oh, I. I've never felt this way about a game before. I'm so confused by it. <laughs> I'm so happy that I was able to choose a game that just ground the show to a halt. I'm just, I just, I got nothing. Like, what can you even say about this? <laughs> what even is it? It's, I mean, it's, it's one of those, like, weird experimental late 90s games that there were a lot of for the N64 and PlayStation, but the yeah. soundtrack's kind of cool. Soundtrack is cool. Ish. You know, it's uh, it's that acclaim house music. I bet, I, mean, I bet you it's the same fucking composer as like Extreme G. You know, it's oh uh, man, that game has some fun music. <laughs> yes, it does. And if Iggy's Wrecking Balls was like you know 3D racing like Extreme G, 
Now you got me, but, you know, I'm so fucking confused by everything about this. It's just... What? I... I don't even know. It, you know, it looks somewhere between, like, you know, Chameleon Twist and, like, a fucking, <laughs> like, racing game, and I just don't get it. Uh, you know. Ugh, man. Johnny... I need a palate cleanse, man. Can we do a bonus game? trivia for this bonus game. Uh, this game was released in 1996 in Japan and 1998 in America, and one of the initial criticisms of this game was that the characters did not resemble the characters as they were appearing in the anime.
Well, well, well. I've gone ahead and penciled this in for a hat trick. I feel like Johnny should just go ahead and play that sound. Let's all flip our answers. <laughs> It's Pokemon Red slash Blue, uh, Green if you're in Japan, which we're not. What this were those first two songs? Say what? That that last song was against the Elite Four, wasn't it? That was Final Rival Battle. That was the uh, okay. final battle of the game. Um, yeah, it's, it's blowing your mind the other ones, isn't it, Johnny? Yes. Uh, trying to remember. It was shit. See, this is how I felt when we did Pokemon Yellow on the show. Like, I yeah. know these songs. <laughs> this sounds so far too familiar, and I'm pissed. <laughs> um, that was Pokemon Mansion. Mm. And then I want to say the other one was Sylph Company. The Sylph Company building. Um, and then, yeah, and then the final uh, rival battle. So, I picked the uh, obscure ones, because there are hardly any obscure songs in this game. <laughs> like... <laughs> You can't pick three songs from this game without having something that starts with the, like, battle lead-in. It's, uh, <laughs> just not possible. <laughs> so, man, I'm sure that none of us played this game. Johnny starts calculating computer. No, don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what, what was the name of this series? Yeah, uh, it was Pocket Monsters in Japan. Um, okay. Here in America, they called it Pokemon. And, uh, yeah... I can't remember, did the anime precede the game in America? Because, I mean, I was all about this, and I was all about that anime, and then I do have distinct memories of, like, first time you run into a Pikachu, it's like, what the fuck is that thing? Like, that doesn't look a thing like Pikachu. <laughs> like, what did well, they I do to him? <laughs> they they had to change later games in the series, because in the in the anime... You know, Ash uses a ghost type to beat Sabrina because Ghost was strong against Psychic. But in right. the game, Ghost is weak to Psychic. So yeah. so many kids like tried to like catch a ghost <laughs> and go up against Sabrina and got their ass kicked. Yeah, but they to had go, to change it. Yeah, I don't know. I could spend the entire time just talking about how janky the original fucking sprites were for this game. Like, I guess that is probably why they made Pokemon Yellow and updated like exactly one sprite. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, we need to give the kids a nice looking Pikachu because. <laughs> You know, what the fuck did we just do? Like, you guys, I mean, you guys got any memories of janky-ass Pokemon uh, red-blue sprites? Or, uh, you know, favorite janky-ass originals? I mean, I don't remember being that upset about them compared to the anime. Yeah, I like, was I... never picky about it. Johnny, you're unflappable, man. You know, <laughs> look up a fucking, like, an image of Blastoise from the original Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, he looks fucking ridiculous. He looks just out of shape. He only has one eye. <laughs> you know, he's all fucked up. Uh, I do remember you being need. very confused because Geodude is, like, incredibly smooth. Yeah. Which is like a couple bumps on his head. Geodude was so cool in the show. He's like a just a rock with attitude. This He just looks like a turd with arms. It's terrible. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Mankey? You know, he's like a, just a ball with a nose and like, you know, it's like, wow, who the fuck drew these? They all look like bad fan art drawings of the original 151. <laughs> like, it's, uh, they're, uh, they're pretty cute. It's a nice attempt. Yeah, Blastoise um, does, he really looks like he has to get on treadmill sometime. <laughs> like, he's just not looking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Blastoise, man. But yeah, that original sprite is just, you know, really fucked up. I'm trying to remember, like... Executor looks really fucking ridiculous. Like, Execute looks like just, you know, some eggs. Executor looks like 
an old man struggling to stand up out of his recliner. Like, it's bizarre. <laughs> like, you couldn't draw something just a little better than that? Like, and there's this one missing no? I, you know, it's all, it's just really <laughs> fucked up. There's barely anything there. It's just a bunch of dots and shit. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty good game, I guess. Any of you guys got fond, uh, fond Pokemon Red Blue memories that we didn't cover when we talked about Pokemon Yellow? Oh, for sure. Um, I, I believe the technical response is a fuck ton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put a metric fuck ton of time into this game. Uh, that's right, we measure time in fuck tons, and it's metric. Um, I never yeah. realized, though, like, how janky this game was. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they, they re-released them for 3DS Virtual Console, and I was going to get them, and then I started reading a bunch of people like, wow, this game's really slow. There are so many glitches. There are so like, oh, yeah, this game, like, they rushed this out of production. Yeah. I also, I remember that, you know, I definitely had a Game Boy and was playing the actual physical copy, but this is one of the games, uh, first games that I really emulated heavily. Because it's like, okay, well, I've got a copy of Pokemon Blue, so I can download a copy of Pokemon Red. And, man, being able to hold down the space bar to speed the game up when you're, like, walking through the fucking, like, you know, Viridian Forest and shit really makes a difference. Because, yeah, this game moves really fucking slow. It's like glacial pace. Like, <laughs> so... Yeah, I can only imagine downloading, like, a ROM of this on 3DS and playing it where you can't fast-forward through, like, the walking through, like, Mount Moon Cave. It's just like... Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, another Zubat. Like, I'm an adult. My time is precious now. <laughs> like, I, I had can't... super fond memories of playing this game and, like, battling all the gym leaders and going through the cities, but I had forgotten about, like, hey, remember where to progress further? You had to walk through a cave? Yeah. Like, multi-level. Remember Diglett's Cave and how completely oh. pointless that was? Yeah, and you can't skip it. It's not like you defeat it, and then it's like some guy moves out of the way, and you can just, like, walk by it again. I mean, eventually you get the fly Pokemon, but, like, no, there's you know, there's certain ways that you just can't avoid this shit. <laughs> like, what was it? Was it Mewtwo or Articuno, where you, there was a cave with, like, surfing and shit? Or there was one where you had to, you know, use strength to push a lot of rocks, like, and it was multi-leveled. Oh. That was Articuno, where you had to, there was a puzzle where it was like a three-level cave, and you had to push rocks to block water to get to the island where Articuno was. Boo! <laughs> oh god, I, I mean... forgot. Him. Remember beating in um, Fuchsia Town? You beat Koga, the poison leader, and then you had to go to Cinnabar Island. So you had to swim like the entire length of the Pacific Ocean to get there. Yes, and man, were there tentacles! <laughs> The tentacles are the Zubats of the sea, and they fucking suck. <laughs> um, Pokemon Red and Blue were great. I'm glad that uh, glad that we all played them. Glad that the series has evolved, even though I, I don't really play it anymore. It's, uh, you know, Pokemon's dope. Like, <laughs> can you imagine a world where Pokemon just never came to America? Like, oh, what would man. we have done? Yeah. We'd have what, to play what? Digimon. Ugh. God help me. <laughs> Digimon's only good rancher. for one or, thing. Or Monster Rancher, yeah. True. I forgot about Monster Rancher. Why didn't that live on? <laughs> um, it got an anime. I remember watching the anime. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was a Pokemon kid, and I was going to stay a Pokemon kid. Digimon, please. I'll look up some pornographic images of it, but I'm not watching that show. Like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> But yeah, so just wanted to throw a throw a last bonus game on here because you know, 
We haven't used very many Pokemon games on this show. We kind of have to fix that. That's weird. You know, it's... There, there may or may not be a more recent Pokemon game that I've got in my back pocket. That's good. <laughs> There's a shitload of more recent Pokemon games, and they're all in the show's back pocket, because we've barely touched the series on the show. So, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we'll never run out of games for this. <laughs> so, fuck yeah. Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, they're dope. Uh, one last uh, go-around. Favorite Pokemon, Johnny? Favorite Pokemon, probably Ditto. God damn it, John. <laughs> Are you serious? He's great. He's all the Pokemon. <laughs> That's a very, very Johnny answer. <laughs> He's like all the other Pokemon. <laughs> you know, he could be anything, but they have that stupid face. Well done, man. Uh, Jesse, what about you, man? Uh, Bulbasaur. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> David, you, can you compose yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I completely lost it at the, like, John giving a, oh, you know, let me think about it for a second. Probably Ditto. God damn it, John. <laughs> yeah, just... And we're back to God damn it the right Johnny. <laughs> oh, Ugh, that was funny shit. yourself. Yeah. Um, my favorite Pokemon is probably mm. still Pinsir. Yes. You know, his sprite like, actually doesn't look too fucked up. <laughs> Still looks like Pinsir. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that's like good. a four-foot-tall stag beetle. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, awesome. pretty cool. I have an interesting Pokemon thing to contribute. But we can... John, what's your favorite Pokemon? It's Meowth. It's never changed. It's always been Meowth. Tell your story. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone should go... After we're done on the show, you should go look up... Uh, if you Google for Pokemon, like, Virus 3DS, something like that... There's a guy who actually managed to make a virus on Pokemon Red and Blue for 3DS. Uh, it'll also work on the original Game Boy, where if you go into, uh, like, fight somebody, you know, with the link cable, it copies itself to their game. And he did it because it lets you, uh, it's, it's like a virus, but it also lets you customize the Pokemon in your party. Like, you can just kind of choose whatever Pokemon you want in there. And he did that mm. so that he could, um get whatever Pokemon he wanted and upload them to the Pokemon bank doodad whatever that is and get like cool Pokemon in, in uh, uh, Sun and Moon gotcha cool but it's amazing well, how glitched out that excellent game story. is <laughs> yeah no the game's glitchy as shit it, it always was so uh, you know great game great tunes great Pokemon except John and uh, let's start the calculating computer man <laughs> calculating computer activated computers Beeps. Space! Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Oh, cool. Hooray. You got five points, Jesse. You had a perfect game. Fucking excellent show. Um, so, uh, our next episode is episode 99, Jesse. I, you know, I think you need to come up with a killer home run theme. For episode ninety nine, what do you what do you got in mind, my friend? I'm thinking, uh, since we're gonna party like it's episode ninety nine, that uh, we should do Prince uh, games. Prince games. <laughs> so, all games that um, have Prince in them. Yes. I'm not sure how many that is. Um, if you can't find any, uh, then just games from the nineties. Still, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So games featuring the artist formerly known as Prince or Prince, and uh, you know. Barring that, I think uh, 90s games will suffice. Well done, Jesse. Great theme. Um, 
you know, excellent, excellent choices. So, uh, you know, great game tonight, guys. A lot of fun. A lot of very odd 90s entries. Um, you know, it was good. It was real good. So, thanks to everybody that's uh, been watching along with us live on uh, twitch.tv slash GameThatTune, facebook.com slash GameThatTune, and youtube.com slash GameThatTune. And thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. Uh, we're having a blast, and, uh, you know, we're going to keep it going, man. Um, be sure to check out patreon.com slash game that tune. We got tons of fun exclusives. We got monthly mixtapes. We got just all kinds of ridiculousness. Uh, and by supporting the show, you, uh, you help us to create more ridiculousness. Jesse's making fun, uh, fire pro wrestling videos on YouTube. We're putting together a, you know, 24-7 video game music live stream, which has been streaming since November, by the way, it's not, it hasn't ended. Like, it's still going. So, patrons are paying for that, and we thank you, and the world thanks you. Um, so yeah, go to patreon.com slash game that too, and throw us like five bucks a month. You know, we could, uh, we could always use, the, a little more help. Thanks to our, and thanks to our super fan tier producers, uh, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Andrew Oliver. You guys are fantastic. Thank you for, uh, what you've done for the show. And, uh, yeah, man, um, great request tonight. Thank you, Dire Crow who has slid into our Twitter DMs and frequently sends us requests. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GameThatTune to send us requests. Send us requests at GameThatTune at gmail.com. Or uh, hit us up individually on Twitter. We'd love to uh, you know, talk video game music and goof off with you. You can find me at JGangsta187. Follow John Regan on Twitter at JPReganJR. Yep, and you can find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore, this week's winner, on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. Oh, hell yeah. So, uh, Jesse, you got the bonus tunes, man. What are we going out with tonight? Well, I'm going to use my uh, power as the, the GTT winner of the night and steal David's bonus music. And uh, so I'm going to use his bonus music as my bonus music. <gasps> so, David, tell us about it. Um, what a shocking turn of events. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa. Uh, we're getting to the close of like the 90s. Uh, one of the biggest games from the close of the 90s was Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm. So this is a little mashup that I found called Gerudo's Delight. Ooh, okay. I said a hip hop, a hibbit, a hibbit to the hip hip hop, you don't stop to rock it to the bang bang boogie, say up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm a rapid to the Try to move your feet. See, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello to the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, to the purple and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, a boogie to the boogie. Say, up, jump the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop. Rock the riddle that'll make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. So come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C A S N the O V A and the press is F L Y. I tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one and I'm tons of fun and I dress to a T. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali and I dress so viciously. I got bodyguards, I got two big cars that definitely ain't the whack. I got a Lincoln Continental and a sunroof Cadillac. So after school, I take a dip in the pool, which really is on the wall. I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Hear me talk about checkbooks, credit cards, more money than a sucker could ever spend. I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum in the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go hotel, motel, what you gonna do today? Say I get a fly girl, gonna get some spanking drive off in the death OJ. Everybody
starts acting up, then you take her friend, Master G, and my mellow. It's on you, so what you gonna do? Well, it's on and it's on, it's on, on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I said the M A S T E R A G with the double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call the Master G. Well, my name is known all over the world by all the foxy ladies and the pretty girls, and I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts getting into your toes. You start popping your fingers and stopping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting in your seat. You say, "Damn!" You start doing the freak and say, "Damn!" Right out of your seat, then you throw your hands high in the air. You're rocking to the rhythm, shake it every yeah. You're rocking to the beat without a care. With the show shot MC for the affair. Now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang, but I rap to the beat just the same. I got a little face and a pair of brown eyes. All I'm here to do, ladies, is hypnotize. Singing on and on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I'm singing on and on and on and on like a hot butter pop, the pop, the pop, the beat, the beat, pop, the pop, pop. They don't dare stop. Come alive, y'all. Give me what you got. I guess by now you can take a hunch and find that I am the baby of the bunch. But that's okay. I still keep in stride. 'Cause all I'm here to do is just wiggle your behind, singing on, on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I'm singing on and on and on and on. I rock a rock, y'all. I throw it on the floor. I'm gonna freak you here. I'm gonna freak you there. I'm gonna move you out of this atmosphere. 'Cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind. I put that ticket in your behind. I said one, two, three, four. Come on, girls, and get on the floor. I come alive, y'all. Give me what you got. 'Cause I'm guaranteed to make you rock. I said one, two, three, four. Tell me one, the mic. What are you waiting for? I said a hip hop, hit it, a hit it to the hip hip hop, and you don't stop the rockin' to the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie, the rhythm to the boogie to be skiddly be bop. We rock Scooby Doo. Well, guess what? America, we love you because you rock and roll with us so much so you could rock till you're 101 years old. I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but we're like hot butter on our breakfast toast. So rock it out, a、oh, baby bubba, a、oh, baby bubba to the boogie to bang bang, the boogie to the beat beat. So unique, come on everybody and dance to the beat. Yoshi's Story is copyright 1998 Nintendo of America Incorporated. 1080 Snowboarding is copyright 1998 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Spyro the Dragon is copyright 1998 Universal Interactive Studios Incorporated. Zeno Gears is copyright 1998 Square Company Limited. Iggy's Wreckin' Balls is copyright 1998 Acclaim Entertainment Incorporated. Pokemon Red and Blue is copyright 1998 Nintendo of America Incorporated. The Pokemon Company, Creatures Incorporated, and Game Freak Incorporated. Whoops! One second here. <laughs> Johnny, I said Yokiero game that tune. <laughs> And I、did. stand by that. I didn't even do the accent. It's probably for the best. Yeah, it is.、Uh, <laughs> shit. Try to type up a message saying technical difficulties. I forgot to have my soundboard running. <laughs> oh God. Johnny, you know your、uh, your Yoshi's story story better be fucking worth it, man. We can just move on to game two. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So now that we're all here, Johnny, give us your Yoshi story rundown. Oh damn it! I killed my soundboard. I meant to hit game two. <laughs>、uh. Oh, you really suck tonight, John. God. <laughs> now、just、you have to talk Yoshi about、sound. Yoshi's story. <laughs>、uh. <laughs> 
game that tune where video chat is a baffling ordeal. 